Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you could be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the free guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey, everybody. It's Joy. And Janelle. (laughs) We're doing a joint check-in from Shanghai, China. We're just sitting in the airport trying to get back home. I'm flying back to New York and... I'm flying back to Los Angeles. We just finished up our Thailand trip. We're not going to reveal too much because we're going to do a full episode on the trip. But this trip was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tiring. <laughs> I just want to get back home. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. All right, <laughs> see ya. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. We are continuing our interviews around the world series today where we interview other young black women who have lived or studied in a new country. For the series, we have interviews set up with women who've been in almost every continent. This week, we're talking to Kiana who studied abroad in Africa. Yeah, in this episode, we're going to start off with another really good friend of mine, also my roommate, uh, Kiana Thomas. She's a graduating senior that also attends Hampton University. She's a biology pre-med major, and over the summer, she did a study abroad program in Ghana. So welcome, Ki. Hey. <laughs> All hey, <right>. girl. <laughs> okay, so we wanted to like start off with a few overview questions about the program, kind of like similar to what we did last week. And we just want to know, like, how did you decide you wanted to study abroad in general? So at Hampton University, I'm a part of um, the Freddie T. Davey Honors College, and a requirement for that program is to apply to a prestigious scholarship. Um, The one I chose was the Gilman Scholarship, and basically it gives all students who have a Pell Grant around $5,000 to travel to like whatever country they want. They can study abroad. They can volunteer abroad. You choose the program. So I just like Google some programs. I'm applying to medical school currently, so I knew I needed to do some like clinical volunteering. So I just found this website, um, Child Family Health International. Um, I saw Ghana. I was like, wow, I've never been to Africa. I always wanted to go back home. So that's how I chose the program. Okay. So you said you did the Gilman Scholarship. Like, is that super competitive? How does that work? Like, what advice would you give to people that are interested in <laughs> Yeah, definitely to apply. I was kind of scared because it's like a big thing is through the U.S. Department of State. 
and you just like write an essay. Um, you have to do a follow-up project when you get back, but it seemed pretty intense, but I just shot my shot and I ended up getting it. So okay. that's what I did. Nice. That's dope. Did you apply to any other scholarships or was that the main one? Yeah. So that was the only one. Um, you just like put how much your program is and they pretty much give you everything. Um, they pay for my program and my flight. So I didn't pay for anything but like my food and my travel. We love free 99. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you end up picking Ghana? Like what made you decide like that was the place to um, just looking at the program, really, the video was pretty convincing on the website. It looked really <laughs> beautiful. I was in Cape Coast, Ghana, which is like near the beach. So I was like, that's a plus. It just looked really nice. And I wanted to be different a little bit because I feel like everybody goes to Europe or like Thailand, North to those places. But like, <laughs> I feel like nobody really travels to West Africa. So I was like, hey, I want to do that. Yeah, definitely. And where are you originally from? I'm from New Jersey. A. but yeah i feel like joy and i are both cases of like people that have not really like traveled through africa besides like morocco i don't know so yeah everybody goes to like morocco (laughs) or johannesburg coming soon to the real (laughs) right okay so another question how did you like prepare to go abroad i do remember you like going through like all these crazy like stressful situations on getting like documents that you needed and like shots and all this so explain all that <laughs> oh yeah that was a really stressful time so oh so I had to get my passport because I haven't traveled since I was a kid so that expired <laughs> um I had to go back to the post office like three times because I like brought the wrong paperwork oh god <laughs> I brought like a copy <laughs> of my birth certificate instead of my actual birth certificate and they were like no you need the real one <laughs> Okay, okay. So um, I had to go through that. And then I had to get a lot of shots to go to West Africa. It's a malaria endemic area. You have to get yellow fever, typhoid. If you're like working their animals, you have to get rabies. Sheesh. So yeah, it was a lot and it was expensive. But I just like build my insurance. I don't know if they're going to build me, but (laughs) they were like, yeah, we'll just try your insurance. You would know by now. Okay. So I think think it went through. (laughs) Okay. And then, so what was your actual study abroad program? Was it like, you didn't take any classes, did you? It was Mm -mm. like, oh, okay. So explain what you did. Yeah. So my study abroad program um, was named Hospital Medicine in Coastal Ghana. Um, It was located in Cape Coast, Ghana. And I worked at the Cape Coast Teaching Hospital. And I was just able to um, do rounds with doctors, attend lectures, attend mortality meetings, just really absorb you know, all of the information they had to share. Okay. So all the doctors were really young. They go straight from high school to med school. I don't know. I don't, it's really confusing. I guess they do four years of high school like we do. And then they do like six years of med school, uh, okay. but their high school is like really smart. Like they do like what we do in college and high school. Okay. And then they go to med school um, for like six years. So like everybody was relatively young. They were really cool to work with. And yeah, so I just worked with them the whole summer. We did some outreach in the community. I got to travel around Ghana. So yeah. And then did you did you actually stay with like a host family or did you have your own house? Like how did that work? So we had a local coordinator staying with us. Her name was Georgina. Shout out Georgina. She really helped us. She cooked dinner every night. She showed us around. She gave us a tour when we first got there. She just gave us the tea on Cape Coast, like what to do, what not to do, who to stay away from, stuff like that. Yeah. We love good coordinators. (laughs) Mine was, I mean, I'm not even going to say nothing because she might be listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how long was your actual program? 
Yeah, so my program was four weeks. Four weeks, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a good amount of time to enjoy. Alrighty. Well, I guess now, Joy, do you want to take over or? Yeah. Okay. So this is pretty cool. Four weeks. I think four weeks, I feel like it's like enough to get to know it, but like you're still like, that's only a taste. Yeah. It wasn't like, enough. Did you feel like it was oh, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So one girl in my program, she was there for eight weeks and she like knew everybody. Like she was basically family there. Like she was basically a local. Wow. Mm-hmm. And like, like she was like going over people's houses. Like, like she was really like, I don't know, but I didn't have enough time to like really get to know everybody that well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, super okay. welcoming there then, I guess if she's only been there eight weeks and they were treating her like a local. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everybody's super, super nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So now that we know like the background about your program, we're going to transition into a couple of questions about what it was like being um, black and American in Ghana. So we're not even going to like make any assumptions. Like, let's just hear it from you. What was it like being black in Ghana and like being American in Ghana? Yeah. So when I was going there, I had this idea in my head, like, listen, I'm going back home. Like these people are just going to accept me. Like I thought I was going to blend in as like a local African, like, no, (laughs) not at all. Like, and maybe that's just, I don't know, like the American in me, like thinking I'm just going to go there and like blend in. But that did not happen at all. There's this word called a bruni. And that means white person. And I kept on hearing it like the first day I was there. And I'm like, what is a brownie? So I asked her. They were calling you that? Yeah. (laughs) I asked her, I'm like, what does a brownie mean? She said, it means like a white person or a foreigner. And I was like, so. Let me not say that on the podcast because we might have some white listeners. But I was just really <laughs> insulted. <laughs> I was really insulted. Like me? Wow. I'm probably Ghanaian. <laughs> and Cape Coast is where That's Michelle right. Obama believes she's from. I'm like, Michelle Obama kind of look alike. Come on now. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, then, okay. Go sorry ahead. To you off. But yeah, that was like, like being American. And then also because you're American, they think you have money. The currency is like really different there. Like $1 is like five of their dollars or something like that. So like, you know, once they heard your accent, they knew like, oh, she got money. <laughs> so like all of the guys was flocking the kids, like, please buy something for me. Like, please, just like a dollar. Because like a dollar is a come up for them. Like, yeah. So yeah, that was, that was kind of rough. It was kind of annoying. Did like people not know you were from this like the states until you spoke or did they just know based on how you dressed and all that Pro- probably both because like i said people were calling me a bruni without me even having like <laughs> meeting them they were just like a bruni, a bruni. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> But um, and yeah, like, one, go ahead. No, continue. So yeah, like when you actually like talk to people, they definitely notice your accent, and they're like, "Oh, where are you from?" They they still ask where are you from, but they know you're from where the states. From? Yeah, they're like oh, <laughs> and they be like, and I'll be like New Jersey, and they're like, "Oh, I have a friend there." Like every guy, every person <laughs> says that. <laughs> I have a friend there. Oh, I have a friend in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm just like okay. Great. <laughs> so based on you being like an American, being black, and like you're just like oh, this is different. Like, was there any, like, were you treated different? Obviously you said like people thought you had money, but were there any other examples of like how people treated you different? Besides like the money thing, not really. Like everybody was really welcoming. It was kind of hard to judge people's intentions because obviously I'm here for four weeks. Like I want to make friends like in the area or whatever. So it's kind of hard to like, for example, like when meeting a guy, like is this guy like trying to talk to me for my money? Is he trying to talk to me? (laughs) 
to take me home? Or is he actually trying to interested in the conversation? <laughs> so like between those three things, I was just really confused. <laughs> and I just, it was just bad. <laughs> okay. Sounds like we're unpacking something more. So did you meet any locals or local men's? <laughs> men's. <laughs> Yeah. So like I said, like the guys in the hospital were like really nice. So like um, they invited us over. There were like three Americans in my program and we kind of were like we were always together, basically. So we would go out every weekend to like this beach bar and like it's a really small area. Like it's a big area, like mileage wise, but like it's small, like people wise, -wise. like (laughs) like it's not an actual small town, like what you would call a small town here. Like it was really big, but like you see the same people, though. So like we would go out every weekend with the doctors. It sounds I was getting my Grey's Anatomy on, you know. <laughs> I guess at the same age, if they're yeah, 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 yeah. Like twenty years old. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. were very relatable. So it just sounds way them. more like I don't know, just because they're doctors. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it sound like so like crazy? I don't know. Like I was out with the doctors. <laughs> like it's so, this was so... you really were like a Meredith. <laughs> Meredith Gray. I was Meredith Gray, <laughs> and I found my Derek. Okay. <laughs> okay. I need. I need tea. I need. I Thanks need more. Won't die. <laughs> so yeah, spill that tea. Spill that tea, and we'll talk. Okay. So like I said, that we would go out. Um. So I met this one guy at a kickback. Shout out him. We'll give him a fake name. What should we call him? Jared. Jared. Okay. <laughs> so I met Jared at the kickback. We just really vibed. Like he didn't give me that vibe that every other guy gave me, which was like formal, like, I want to marry you. I want to get my visa. Like <laughs> he didn't give me that vibe. Like he really approached me with like a chill vibe. And I was just like, wow, like I like this. But obviously, like, I didn't say anything. I was yeah. just like, oh, he's cute, whatever. And then after, like, they dropped us off and he asked for my number. And then I actually, like, didn't text him because I'm like, he asked for my number. I'm not going to text him. Like, <laughs> no, he didn't ask for my number. He gave me his number. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to text him. Like, that's pressed. <laughs> so that morning, I was just, like, bored. It was like a Sunday. I met him Saturday. Sunday, I was, like, really bored. So I was, like, on my phone and I, like, looked at his number, right? And I, like, he didn't put his area code. So I had to, like, put the area code for it to come up in WhatsApp. So he came up in WhatsApp. So I like clicked on his name and his like profile picture was a shoe. So I'm like, I'm definitely not texting him. Like, what the heck? What? <laughs> his profile picture was like a Hirachi. Like, I'm like, what? Catfish. This is too much. Like, so I'm like, this guy's a catfish. I'm definitely not texting him. So like, as I'm on his profile, it says typing. So I'm like, and I'm new to WhatsApp. So I'm like, if you like put somebody's number in WhatsApp, does it like add them as a friend? Like, I did not mean to do this. <laughs> he's typing and then he's like, hey, Kiana. And I'm like, no. hey. I don't think that's how WhatsApp works. It doesn't. It doesn't. So I found out that later. So I'm like, hey. And he was like, were you ever going to text me? And I was like, maybe. No. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, you were taking too long. So I got your number from Senna, which, is, oh, fuck, I said the thing. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I got your number from my friend. So yeah, that's how he got my number. And that was really weird how I was like on the app. He was typing. Was typing. Yeah, it was so <laughs> such a coincidence. Wow. Be okay, advice for everyone. Be prepared to like understand what WhatsApp is and how it works because everyone outside the US uses WhatsApp. That's a fact. Just download the app now. You're gonna need it. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's their WhatsApp has stories. Like that's their Instagram. <laughs> like that's how they keep their friends updated. Sheesh. 
So yeah. now that he texted you, did what you continue conversation? Okay, so that day, actually, he texted me. And then I was like, uh, do I really want to hang out with him? Like, that's weird. What if he's like... What if he just wants my money or something? But I was super bored. Everybody in my house was asleep till like 2 p.m. So I'm like up at like 10, like ready to do something on a Sunday. So he's like, oh, let's go to the pool. So I'm like, hmm, maybe. Like, I don't I was trying to like stall. <laughs> so then eventually, like at this time, it's like 12 o'clock and I'm like, I'm still in the house. Like, I'm just bored. There's no like good Wi-Fi for real. I can't stream anything. So I'm just like sitting on the couch on WhatsApp. <laughs> And he's like, come on, let's go to the pool. So I'm like, fine, we can go. So he took me to this really, really nice infinity pool. It was like up on the mountains. You could like see the view of the whole town. Oh, snap. He like paid for everything, paid for my food. Like, Period. It was really, it was, it was honestly better than any American that I had dated. Yeah. Wow. I'm shooketh. Get your man from Ghana. Get your man from Ghana, for real. They will treat you right. Like, them Ghanaian girls do not accept like what we accept. Like they do not accept trashness. <laughs> Preach it. Preach it to the choir. So <laughs> them Ghanaian men, like they know what to like, they know how to take care of a woman. So was this at the beginning or the end? Or like, did you guys have time to like grow together? Because <laughs> it was only four weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so this was at, this was maybe like one and a half. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Great. So after that, like we continue to hang out and yeah, we still text to this day. Boom, what's oh, up? Oh snap. Okay. And no, I talk to him on WhatsApp. This cross continent, <laughs> cross continental relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's All right. Yeah, we're gonna change the subject because we don't want it to get messy. <laughs> Okay, cool. So we love we love a great story. We love a man's who pays for everything. Okay. So did you make any like other friends or were you just like all about the man's? Okay, so like the girls, like I said, they're really like uptight. So like I didn't really make any Ghanaian like local girlfriends because they were just like kind of bougie, like <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> were they mean or they just like wasn't like trying to be they're also very direct there like you know i feel like as black people we're kind of direct but they're like like that's their standard like (laughs) even at like the hospital like they would be direct with the patients like very like blunt straightforward there is no like like, that's the standard i'm like is this how you speak Like customer service is non-existent there. Like there is no like, you're the customer. Like <laughs> we adore you. Like there is none no. of that. It's just like, what do you want? Stop. <laughs> I wasn't really offended because I don't know. I'm not like sensitive. Yeah. So I just didn't, I, I don't know. But I was friends with the Americans in my program. Well, actually they weren't Americans. One girl was from Ethiopia, but she goes to Stanford. And one girl was from Burundi, but she goes to Cornell. So they were like really smart. I was friends with them. Um, my coordinator, she was already, so she went out with us from time to time. Some doctors in the hospital, female doctors, I became friends with them. But like, as far as like local girls, like, no, they were like too uptight. No offense. Shout out my Ghanaian girls. All right. Well, then I guess we can kind of move on now. So like we're going to talk about more about your best and worst times being in Ghana. So I guess this could kind of go under worse. Like what are some like extreme examples of culture shock other than the fact like they were so direct that you experienced? Just the begging for money. Okay. Like that was just a lot for me. And I, I'm really gullible as Janelle. (laughs) 
You are. <laughs> you, you actually are. One time we went to the mall, off topic, but one time we went to the mall and I got talked into buying a flat iron, like one of those $100 flat yes. irons at like those stands in the mall. And I actually <laughs> no, bought No, you didn't. Nobody did even not. buys that. This is the type of person Kiana is. So imagine her in a whole She was like country. esteem, no heat damage. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> gets heat damage two days later right exactly (laughs) so just like people just always asking for money or trying to like i don't know like get you to buy something like that was that was the worst part for real okay and then i guess another question so what did you actually do for fun any like nice nightlife or yeah so every weekend we went out to like the local beach bars or like bars they had clubs too um we just like switched it up every weekend so that was fun they played a lot of afro beats which was cool played like some hip-hop from time to time but like mostly afro beats which is yeah, a good genre really so live, yeah. it was live it was live everybody was dancing this one club it was called oasis when you first get there like the white people are still there so it's like really weird and they're just like awkwardly <laughs> dancing like not really <laughs> <Yeah. on> <laughs> And then like the Ghanaian men who are just trying to get some money are dancing with them. But then like all of the cool people are like sitting back waiting for them to leave. So we just like wait till like 1 a.m. till they left. And then all of the like cool people would take over the dance floor. Wow. So is the club open till like the next morning pretty much? Yeah, they party late, man. Oh my gosh. I am not used to that. Like I'm talking like 5 a.m. Like just getting finished. (laughs) Like, and then like, there's no place to get to eat. Like, you know, we have cookout. Yeah. So like we get finished turning up, we go to cookout, get a little <laughs> meal. So I'm just like starving, eating bread oh at 6 a.m. in my bed. <laughs> no. Sheesh. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. Was the food good? Like outside of the bread? <laughs> outside of the bread. So when I first got there, I didn't really know what to eat. So like we had dinner provided, lunch we had to find on our own. And like breakfast, they had just like bread or like coffee or hot chocolate or so it's like, like a fruit. fruit. Yeah. So it's not like the breakfast I'm used to. So like I would just like eat like a mango for breakfast or something, which is like pretty big. Mango's pretty big. <laughs> so and then for lunch, like you had to like go out into the town and find something, which I kind of avoided at first because you have to like bargain. And uh-huh. I just wasn't trying to get scammed. <laughs> so I just like didn't eat lunch in the beginning. Then I found out the hospital had a cafeteria. So I started going there. And then for dinner, um, the coordinator will cook. And she was like a really good cook. Um, some of the dishes I enjoyed. Some of them I didn't. They use a lot of oil, like palm oil. And <laughs> Isn't that like bad? Yes. Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> you know? It's terrible. Janelle, my roommate, is an MES major, so I know about <laughs> how bad palm, palm oil is for the environment. So I'm just like looking at the food like they had to burn down rainforest <laughs> Dang. But it was just like really oily sometimes. But other than that, like my favorite food is fufu. Shout out to Jared for introducing me to that. <laughs> Um, he put me on and it's just like a little like dumpling type thing. It's made out of plantain. And then it's like some spicy soup and like goat meat and you eat with your right hand. It's like rude to eat with your left hand. So you eat with your right hand and you like leave your left hand down, which was like really hard for me at first. Cause like when you're trying to like tear into some meat, you might yeah. need like two hands, but no, you have to like <laughs> yeah. really like rip it or something with your right hand, which is like kind of weird. So that was my by far my favorite dish. I had Ghanaian jollof. Everybody says Ghanaian jollof is better than Nigerian there, obviously. Other than that, they don't really eat vegetables. I was surprised. What? Yeah. They eat rice, bread, meat, pasta. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, like only time I saw vegetables was like cut up carrots and the rice, which is like not real vegetables. So I was kind of depressed. I don't even eat vegetables here, but the fact that it wasn't even available or offered. So that was depressing. But the fruit was amazing. Always a hit, never a miss. Like, you know how our pineapples are like really yellow? Theirs are like lighter. You know how like if you like here, if the pineapple is lighter, you're like, oh, it's not ripe. Like it's not going to be good. Yeah. No, like their pineapple is like light skin and it hits. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Okay. That sounds delicious. What's Mm -hmm. like the nastiest thing you had? Oh, it was, I think it was called Red Red. And they like love this stuff, but it was like beans and that's it. <laughs> if y'all can it's see like, face right now, <laughs> she looks so disgusting. <laughs> it was like black eyed peas. I don't know what it was, but it was some type of beans and they love tomato sauce. Like there's no Alfredo there. There's no, first of all, cheese is very rare, but they love tomato sauce. Like tomato goes in everything and not actual tomato, like just the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like the canned sauce? Kind of. Like I don't paste. know what it, like the paste. Yeah. It's like tomato paste. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's not like marinara or anything. That's Ew. Like, that's like the worst form of tomato. Yeah. That's really yeah. Nice. I don't like that. They love that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess moving on now. <laughs> so what was your like most memorable experience in Ghana? So by far, my most memorable memorable experience was um, going to the Cape Coast Slave Castle, which is one of like the main slave castles that like the slave trade went through. So I was when I went there, it was like a very like somber experience. Um, we were able to see where like the male slaves were kept, where the female slaves were kept. It was crazy. Like we walked down in there, they turn off the lights, like it's pitch black. There's no ventilation. There's no windows. It's just like you're in concrete. Um, it's super hot. It's super dark. And um, actually, so the tour guide that was with us, he was like standing in this like dip area. Like we were standing up high and he was like in this lower portion. And he was like, what you're standing on is like the feces, the pee, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the remains. Like it formed a floor. And this floor was like inches thick of just like bodily fluids. Like, then they were living in that. So that was crazy. We got to see upstairs, which which is where like the master stayed and like all of the white people, I guess. And their quarters were nice. Like they had windows, breeze coming in, like nice wood floors. Like they had a church on top of where they kept the slaves, a church. Like what God were you worshiping? Not mine. (laughs) And they had like a children's library. Like this is all like literally like the second floor of like the house, I guess. Yeah. It was so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very somber experience. There were some like annoying white people on my tour. They were, I don't think they were like American white people. Because if they were, that would be more rude. But they were like white people from like Great Britain or something. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if they learned about the slave trade or whatever, but they were like laughing during the tour. Like, like could you imagine like... What? Yes, like laughing. That like they were like make sense. Right. I'm like, maybe their education doesn't teach them about what, what happened. happened? Yeah. But that's wild. Like I, I, at one point I had to tell, like snap on them. Like, can you please be quiet? Like... Yeah. That's ridiculous. So that was pretty annoying. But besides that, that was by far my most memorable experience. You you okay. guys should go. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. I wanted to go so bad. Like Ghana was on my bucket list to go this year before like like the year of return, like the anniversary stuff. But I have no idea when I'm going to go. But funny thing, when I like the first week of school, one of my old professors, she was like, hey, like, are you going to Ghana? And I was like, what? Like what? <laughs> and she was like, no, she's hosting like a trip for students um, in May. 
and it's like a course that we can sign up for the spring semester. So I'm going to try to sign up for the course so I can go. Yeah, you yeah. should go. Yeah, this year was the year of the return. So a bunch of people from the mm-hmm. diaspora came back. It was like kind of before I got there, but they had like a big celebration, like a whole bunch of African-Americans were there. I think Steve Harvey yeah. was there. Like a bunch. <laughs> no, yeah. They're doing a big thing for like, uh, what is it called? Afro, what's the festival? The fest that's in December, like near Christmas. Yeah, I kind of want to go to that. I went Afrochella. Wait, no, I'm saying random words. It is Afrochella. It is? Yeah, December 20th. Yeah, Afrochella. It is. is. is I thought I was just saying random buzzwords. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to go, but... It's it's probably not happening unless Janelle finds a cheap flight and I'm just like, yes. But if I can go in May, then I'm going, period. Yeah. No, these flights to that's a, I feel like another reason why I haven't really explored Africa as often, just because it's so expensive to get there. But well, I was on a flight the other day so I can go see Jared. And <laughs> they were oh, like, Oh snap, it's like that. <laughs> how, much? how much like 700 is that bad no that's not i, I mean, mean that's better than i thought they usually like a thousand yeah. I, like the one i got was like 1200 yeah but i saw one for like 700 i guess you just have to play around with the dates to kind of be flexible yeah i feel like after i graduate like i know we've been trying to like plan a trip and stuff but i really just want to like go somewhere and just travel to like cheap places like every few days everything is really <laughs> cheap hopefully there i can actually get to africa at one point there was this one girl who lived with us um she was from she's from new jersey but she like goes to public health school in europe somewhere mm-hmm. um she traveled like every weekend to like all the local areas like she went to see like this stilt village which is like a village built on stilts like she just went to all these school places yeah did you so you said you got to travel around ghana and stuff did you travel like to other parts of africa or just like so not as much as her but i was able to go to accra which is like the main city that you fly into and then you like drive to wherever else you have to go or you can take like a local airplane or whatever but across like the main city like it's like the new york city of ghana i guess (laughs) so oh that's where um afrochella is oh really yeah across nice we have to go i can't just talk about this and not be there when is it december 28th yeah are you so we're going to have to fly Jamaica? from Jamaica to, Jamaica to Ghana? <laughs> Bro, I will really pull up. Jared is there. Like, oh, wow. At least when we have a free place to stay. There's so many like group travel trips that like have it too. Like, and you can go in a group of like Americans and stuff and they have like a bunch of tours and like parties planned. Yes, it's lit. Wow. I told you I follow this page, page on Instagram called Discover GD, G-I-D-I. And they like go to like, they went to Accra. They went to Lagos, Nigeria. Like they just go to like all these places where like, the African diaspora, like, left from our sponsor us, please. Yeah, so, We're like, asking. let's go. We need to Take go. Take us there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, so we talked about where you traveled. What's, like, a major mistake you made during your study abroad? Something that you'll just remember and probably never make that mistake again. I feel like, because this is my first time traveling, like, far. I've been to Trinidad and Tobago with my family, but, like, by myself, like, across the Atlantic, just my first time. So I feel like when I first got there, I was kind of like to myself and like I was scared to like experience change or like, like I told you, like I was scared to go get lunch because I didn't want to like bargain. Like, like there were just like a whole bunch of instances like that where I was just like, okay, I'll just stay in. And I like downloaded two seasons of Jamie Foxx show before I left. So I watched like the Jamie Foxx show. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that was like my whole first week. Okay. And then like the so people, you already knew you wasn't being social. Yeah, right. So the people that were in my program, they had already been there for weeks. Um, so like that, like that Monday to Friday, I was there. Like I was just like I didn't do anything. But that weekend, everybody was free, so like we went out that weekend, and I was like, oh, okay. like this is cool. Okay. Yeah. So I guess your mistake was just social. <laughs> yeah, like the first. Definitely get out. I was scared. I'm like, listen, I don't know, like, what's going to happen? Like, what if I go out at this time? Like, I was just being paranoid and yeah, it was yeah. never that serious. Like, you okay. know, obviously be cautious, but yeah. take a risk from time to time. <laughs> cool. So now we want to wrap up the interview with just any advice you have for people listening. Um, like, what advice do you have for people looking to go to Ghana? You didn't really study abroad, but you, you know, you worked and you were there for the first time. So like, what advice would you give for anybody looking to go there? Everybody go to West Africa. Like it's an experience. The people are so nice. The men are fine. Let's talk about it. (laughs) The food was good. They also, I forgot to mention, but they have like pizza, fries and all that stuff. So I think that was another mistake I made. I was like eating a lot of pizza and fries at first and not like (laughs) eating the local dishes. Eat the local dishes, people. (laughs) But yeah, like go be open to new experiences. Don't stay in the house the first week like I did (laughs) yeah but it's a great place it's really beautiful I feel like people have this idea about Africa I don't know why that it's like huts and like animals roaming around like no it's like a regular place like (laughs) like people are just like no it was a regular place like yeah so go really so were there any other like misconceptions about Ghana that you want to put to rest besides it not being like uh not right? I just feel like people need to like educate themselves about like where we came from. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I had my uncle ask me like, oh, like, do they speak African? That's a continent. Like, <laughs> like, sir, oh that's God. sir. <laughs> like that makes no sense. So like, I feel like a lot of people don't know about Africa and we really just need to like learn about where we came from and go visit, um, meet the people there. I just, I don't know. I kind of want to like go every year now, like, yeah. and like make it a thing. Cause I feel like more people, like more young black Americans need to experience that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it'll like fix a lot of things internally, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Did it fix something internally in you? Like that was deep. <laughs> yeah. Like just understanding like being black in America and just like being black in general. I feel like it's a life process, you know, like to like grow into your blackness and like, or whatever, but going there definitely like, it was like, wow. Like it like put things into perspective in a way. So I definitely appreciate it. And I think other people would appreciate the experience. Okay, Great. And our last question for you is why do you think it's important for black women to travel, whether it's to Africa or any anywhere in the world? Like, why should any black gal get out there? I think it's I think it's really important because Janelle's the complete opposite of me. Like every time she's like inviting me on trips, I'm just like, no, that's too expensive. Like, that's too far. Like, what's the food is probably not good. Like. <laughs> Like, I'm just like too like picky. And this, like I said, this is my first time like really going somewhere and experiencing it. And, you know, it was amazing. And now I want to be Janelle. Like I want to travel more. Like I want to go to like every continent like Janelle wants to. Like, like it's just, it's an experience. And I feel like as black people, we hold ourselves back from that. Cause like maybe financial reasons, but it's like, you can find a way to travel for cheap. Like it just takes effort. So yeah, black women travel, please. Yes. Let's go together. Please that do. was beautiful. 
shedding the tears. <laughs> tears, yeah, tears are shedding. Like my microphone's about to break because of bawling. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for sharing your experience. This was awesome. We were so excited to interview you, just because you know we haven't been to anywhere except Morocco yet. So <laughs> this is really <laughs> insightful. Maybe um, we can go together. Yeah. Yes, yeah. can we plan? Then trip. you can show us. Trip. Trip. Okay, cool. Period. And then we'll do a part two of the podcast while we're in Ghana. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right, cool. So we'll talk to you guys in next week's episode. Thanks so much, Kiana. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you are subscribed to receive new episodes every Tuesday and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. We also love to talk to you guys on social media. Share a screenshot of this episode to your Instagram stories tagging at Melanin and Miles to start chatting with us.